Hello, friends. Welcome to the Doghouse Dogcast. Coming to you live on tape from the Doghouse Studios, where second place is always up for grabs. After a long break, we are fucking back right now, Donnie. How are we doing, Donnie? Hello, friends. We are back. New year, new all of us. We are about to destroy the airwaves in 2021. New year, new doghouse. That's right, baby. New year, new dog. We can get into that later. Uh, we live in this fucking garage. Uh, we have a very special guest. Really not a guest anymore. Uh, kind of like, trying to describe it, like kind of like Newman on... Uh, <laughs> Newman on Seinfeld, except not like a fat, gross guy who's a mailman and annoying. I'll just say, I'll just say the guy on the couch in college. Yeah, whatever. Uh, I'll yeah, be that guy. Patrick McCracken. Yeah. Come around. A.K.A. known as the Kraken. Uh, A.K.A. the four Bs. Uh, building bridges with bags of boards. Charity sure. man. Um, so we have him in the house. We wanted to do a little bit of a recap. Now, we were supposed to do this recap Friday. Friday. Day after New Year's Eve, so New Year's Day. Um, I had a weigh-in for a weight loss contest I'm doing in my garage uh, at 10 in the morning. I had a full spread, Bloody Marys, everything. Um, we were as far apart from each other as you could get with only, like, there was only five of us in here. So we were within all mass laws. Uh, not you, you guys weren't there yet. And it, it turned into, it was supposed to be weigh-in, have a drink, and leave. Turned into... 10.30 in the morning till 1.30 in the morning is what it turned into. Um, not the same mornings, obviously. Uh, and I was in such... First of all, we couldn't do the podcast, obviously, because of that. Second of all, you guys pulled third shift in the bar. Um, you and Donnie came in, and we drank some drinks, did what we do. Talked to Howell on, on, uh, and his wife at the hot tub for about an hour after Pat left. Tried to call a bunch of people like, oh, dude... I missed your call. I'm like, don't remember. No idea. Fucking no clue. <laughs> um, like, I was I definitely, just, it was more of a brownout than a blackout. You know what I mean? When you're kind of like there, but you're halfway out there, you know? I, I missed a call that night too, Brandon. Who's that? Your wife? From my wife. <laughs> <laughs> Dana McPhee, not the biggest fan of the event. Oh, she was not a fan. She said, I think her quote the next morning was, you infuriate me, but I still love you. That's, dude, that's actually pretty soft, wouldn't you say, Pat? Like, based on, like, Maggie would never say, I still love you. Like, she'd say. Right, I was going to say, I'll take the love part. My, my wife would say, you're so <laughs> selfish. You always do what you're going to do. And Now, let me just say this. As we talk about new dog house, new year, new dog. My wife got, all right, I have a dog. We own a dog. We have a Boston Terrier. Not a huge dog guy. I'm, I'm an okay dog guy. You know what I mean? I like dogs. Obviously, I had a bulldog, and uh, now we have a Boston Terrier. I love that dog, but I always told her, I don't want two dogs, right? She got me at my weakest point. Like, she knows this is how well this, my wife knows me. I got all the guys in here. This is, like, probably 1 p.m. I'm probably half a handle deep of vodka. Um, I'm fucking chopping it up at the bar, holding court, my garage bar, stove's kicking, Life is like, I got two more days off before I have to go back to work, right? She comes in and says, I want to buy this dog, right? 
Now, let's also just 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 to like get it out there. Before, like it's a dog. I got a fucking pet store. I don't, most people don't know they still have pet stores. They do. They have pet stores, and crazy people like my wife buy their dogs. Okay. Um, this dog was super expensive. I'm not going to say exactly how much money this dog was, but let's put it this way. McCracken would take a while to spend this much money on bags. All right. It's, it was not a cheap dog. Um, but she got me like, I was like a turtle on my back. That's how I described it. Like I, I didn't know what to do. And then I went inside. I'm like, I don't think this is a good idea. Took a break from the boys. And she's like, listen, I don't buy designer bags. I don't buy fucking high end shit. I don't do that stuff. I don't ask for much. I want this dog. Valid point. Valid point. And do you know what I thought to myself? I want to go back to drinking just enough to let you just go buy this ridiculous dog, right? So anyways, I have currently have a fucking half Cocker Spaniel, half King Charles dickhead dog in my house. It's actually a great looking dog, but well, B, regardless. She caught, she caught you in front of the boys, and she cut your nuts off just like <laughs> that poor me. dog. Stoom will have its nuts cut off. You know what, though? Is it really a doghouse if you only have one dog? You know what I mean? Like, and now I, I officially have a doghouse. You know what I mean? Like, plus, here's the thing, too. You know this, Pat. Donnie, you know this well. Both uh, semi-happy mar- married men. Uh, like, as happy as you can be, I guess. And sometimes you just got to give in so that you can buy yourself, like, six free tournaments down the road and, like, some other shit that you need at some point. Right? I think that's that's kind of the the... I wasn't really thinking, but like that, that's kind of what I think now. Listen, I have Mr. Waffles to prove it. <laughs> I'll take a cat any day <laughs> at this point. No, you will not. No, but I'll tell you what I did I'm do. Like, I like, I like now, to with cats, but he, I would never want to own a cat. I, I don't either. This is what's, what's smart about my move, though. I said, I, you can go buy this cat. Done. Go ahead. Go get it. I mean this dog. But you're fucking doing everything. Like, I used to get up with every dog we've ever had right. in the middle of the night, two in the morning, three in the morning, whatever it took, right? I was the one who did it. And I'm like, I'm not doing it this time. I'm just not having it. Like, I will take the dog out. I'll help you with it. But I'm not waking up all hours of the night to have this fucking dog piss all over the place. So, anyways, that's what's going on. we got a new dog in the doghouse. Uh, maybe I'll post a picture of it. And, uh, and, by the way, don't even at me with your, like, and if you're out there being like, you know, you should have fucking rescued. Yeah, no shit, motherfucker. I should have been sober and said no. You, you, I should have done a lot of things. No, no, you kind of rescued. Because, like, honestly, a mall dog? Mall dog's the biggest joke in the world. They, they might honestly be a rescue. I, You know what I kind of feel like, though? I kind of feel like it's one more thing notch on my belt of ridiculously stupid things I've, I've done in my life. You know what I mean? Like, that's almost as bad as just taking some drugs out of somebody's hand and just throwing them down your throat when you're 19. Like... Hey, yeah, you, you you are almost better get an old man dog at the shelter. You know, uh, what I dude, I am super aware of all of this. By the way, this is <laughs> hyper aware. I'm on team you guys right now. Uh, yeah. Anyways, but now we have a dog. It is what it is. Um, so regardless, that happened, and we were too hungover. I was too hungover to do the show on Saturday because I was just absolute. I was I woke up in the fetal position. Like I was literally, I couldn't have felt worse. I was like God. Damn it, am I dying? And uh, thank God, I w- thank God, I'm fully rebounded. But that leads into uh, to kind of what we're doing here, and uh, and we're getting a little year recap. We took a couple weeks off there, right? Uh, and then we had kind of a big thing happen um, that we want to we want to talk about. First of all, for those people I know, I mentioned on the last show we did before the break. Um, you know, and Pat will talk about this a little bit later, but uh, you know, he's running, been running these charity 
bag raffles, taking all his best bags that he has, basically. A lot of donated. A lot, a lot of, of donated, too. A lot of great people yeah. are throwing bags at it. A lot it. of great people um, And he's, he's sending, he's basically raffling off bags so that, you know, he can have a program, to help develop a program for schools, right, to have, be able to institute a cornhole program, correct? Yes, sir. Yep. I'm up to five grand right now. Yep. Uh, and running and doing the math with everything I want to get for a school to get off the ground. It's probably about 25 to three, a school in that range, but yep. bags, boards, a cart to move it around on. Um, so we're almost at like pre, we're going to be there, you know, three schools, hopefully by the end of the year. Awesome. And, um, you know, one or two in Reading and one outside of Reading. I haven't figured it out yet, but yep. we're going to figure something out. Well, yeah, so hopefully by the time we come out of all of this, we'd be able to get it all set up and ready to go. Yeah, I and, agree. And you get. And by the way, you need money to make this happen anyway. So the, I always say, as somebody who started a, a couple of businesses in my life, uh, you got to just jump in and do it. And then it's more important to figure out some of those details after you're going than it is to you know. Obviously, you need the important things, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, like, uh, it, it, my, my number one thing: get boards and schools. That's, exactly. That's it. And what comes Perfection. Is the enemy of uh, whatever it is, whatever that fucking term is. I can never remember it. Uh, great is the enemy of good, or great is the enemy of whatever. Anyways, you know you have to stick your head up a butcher's ass to get a good look okay. at a T-bone. <laughs> Anyways, that leads me to my next thing. So we got notified by Jimmy Sear. Kid just fucking moved to Georgia. Just built his garage bar today, by the way. Uh, and he plays out of Wo- played out of Worcester um, before he joined the best cornhole crew that's ever been fucking alive. Basically, um, before he sniffed out the brotherhood and he used to commute like an hour just to hang with the boys. Um, so, uh, I named Boomer, who was a great hockey player, a great man from all everybody that I've ever talked to about this guy who played out of Wuho. Uh, he was an epic, epic individual. Also, like, and not to. Not that this is really important, but, like, fucking filthy golfer. Like, legit filthy golfer. I did some research. Um, guy was nasty. And if you have a name like Boomer, it's because smashing people on the boards in hockey and smashing drives, like, down the fucking fairway. So, anyways, unfortunately, he lost a, bu- a battle to COVID. Um, and he leaves behind a family. So, we raised uh, $7,800 for, um, for his family and put that check in his wife's hand last week. Um, I can't say enough. I mean, I think I said 152 people donated, so 153, I guess, if I count myself. Um, we all put in a bunch of money. All the doghouse guys. Some of the some of the people who donated that, like, I'm not gonna blow them up because I don't want to. You know, they they didn't ask not to be, but like, it's just people coming up with like a nickel, like throwing 500 at it. Like, who I'm like, who I? I mean, I know these people. They're you know mutual friends of all of ours, and it's like I know they're not like. They don't throw 500 bucks around like nothing. You know what I mean? Um, so the outpouring of support for that and the kind of the proof is in the pudding, I guess, of what our community is that we've that we've got in Cornhole. Um, some name, some big, some pretty big name players sent money in, said they didn't want to be known. Some, some really, really, really good uh, friends of ours who own bad companies um, threw some money at it too. And, you know, it was really, uh, I don't know, it was pretty amazing to see. I think you guys agree with that, obviously. The numbers speak for themselves, right? Yeah, I think the, I think the numbers speak for themselves, and I think the, the outpouring of people posting on kind of the Facebook page and some of the threads that were going on there, um, 
you know, I know I, I saw a lot of the stuff in the back end with uh, all the Venmo stuff coming through and all the other pieces and just the way this community can pull together for a common cause and really take care of each other, I think is what really brings this game to be one of the best games that's out there. I totally the agree. To me, the best. And, you know, I think that one thing that's good about this show, uh, I mean, there's a million things that are good about the show, but <laughs> the one thing I think that is good is that I think we are about as completely honest and transparent with everything as we are, right? Like, I mean, there's no reason not to be. Um, but, like, I would much rather listen to a podcast where kind of like you know, you know, you know everything um, is legit. And, like, so just to be completely honest, I had a conversation with you two maybe a week before that whole thing happened where I was like, I'm done with the podcast. I'm ready to stop doing the podcast. Like I'm ready to stop doing it. And I just was like, I don't know if I was just, you know, I said, first of all, let me just get this other I'm a fucking emotional guy, you know, play guitar, I fucking carve wood. I'm a fucking artist. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little bit of a diva and not because of anything negative that happened. I was just thinking like, what is, like when is not that I'm in, we're not really looking to make money from it or anything like that. It was just like, I'm like, what are we doing here? Do you know what I mean? Like, what am I doing with my time, and it also, there's a little bit of, like, and Donnie and I talked about this extensively, like, COVID, um, just exhaustion, and the fact that you're talking about a game that's barely being played every fucking week, and trying to come up with something to talk about, and, like, at the end of it, I'm just like, Jesus, so, um, I can just tell you this, that whole experience of bringing people, being able to use this, this platform to bring, uh, you know, some, you know, to, to let people know about this and then help his family offset what is un- unimaginably no amount of money can do anything, but like can help them offset some of that, you know, some of just the hassle or the or the financial strain of what's going on. Um, I mean, that blew my mind and that reinvigorated me. And I have some fucking fantastic news for you people. I ain't going fucking nowhere. This is like a Wolf of Wall Street when he's like, well, I ain't leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. I'm not going anywhere. So I want to thank the people for reinvigorating me. Uh, obviously, that's a small byproduct of what happened, but like it was absolutely amazing, and I am fucking psyched to do this podcast. I think it goes back to why we started this podcast, right? A lot of people out there, I'm not going to mention any names, but uh, they believe we're here just to shit all over certain companies and literally argue about different rules and different things like that. Although, we have made a huge difference. We have changed three rules this year, but we're not keeping score. (laughs) Um, But with that, we're really here just to call it like it is. We don't care if it's the A, the L, the O. We don't care who it is. If we find something we don't agree with, our whole premise was we're going to talk about it. We're going to bring it up. And if we find someone in need or we find somebody that needs help along the way, we're going we're gonna to talk about it. We're going to try to help those people. Um, you know, just this year alone, with some of the charity tournaments we, we, we helped to run and we supported throughout the year, you know, we, we raised some really good money with just the, the little bit of goodwill we've built up from this podcast and just from a, uh, a silly group of guys that just wanted to meet on a Thursday night, crush beers, and throw bags. Yeah, it's quite literally, and I think this is, I honestly think this is the big, biggest common thread between the three of us because we all have our differences um but as we I, should as we should as it's normal but like I, I there's nothing and that's why like you know uh get ready donnie this is the first one of 2021 like a guy like scotty mo who 
Uh, Come I, I on, right? Jesus, Donnie. No, I couldn't. I'm wondering where this is going, Scotty. No, I was cringing because I thought you were going to say That's what I'm saying, guys. Scotty Moe is a perfect example of, like, what I like, what I think is a great spirit of this game in a lot of ways. Scotty, no. <laughs> Scotty's like just a well-rounded, adds value in every aspect of the game. Yeah, was that a, was that a fat joke that he's well-rounded, or was that like you meant he's well-rounded in life? <laughs> a little bit, not even a little bit. I mean, that's coming yeah. from the fattest motherfucker I've ever seen. That's me looking even at this camera Johnny right now. He was fat, Pat. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> so, anyways, we have that in common. I mean, I think game, I think that's like I and and I think to to use. You know, a dumb thing from like, uh, you know, like my son's a superhero f- freak. Like, using your powers for good. You know what I mean? Rather than like personal gain. I mean, you know, you got to keep the lights on. You got to do certain things that are gonna they're gonna pay to keep the mics going. But like, you know, look. I mean, that's that's my favorite thing. I mean, that really is my favorite part about the whole thing. You know, that's why I can't. By the way, just as we go on into honesty, that was my whole initial problem with the bag rafflers and stuff. Was like. It was primarily, it's like, it's just, I'm looking to make money for me right now in this way. And, like, you want to participate, that's fine. It's okay. Charity's different. Um, that's just what I think is important about it, but everybody's well, different. The, the three of us on here have gone back and forth on the whole bag raffle thing, right? Over the last year and a half. I can make an argument. I can make an argument for both sides of it very easily. But I, And I know you can, and we've talked extensively about it yeah. on yeah. air and off air. Like, I know where you stand and you know where I stand, but I think that's the, to me, it's just, it's the great thing about what we can do, but it's also a great thing about who we all are as a community, because we can all have a knockdown, drag out fight, like argument over whatever our beliefs are, whatever it is. But at the end of the day, we all move forward together and we all come, bu- come back to a common cause, right? And it comes down to, like, I despise the rafflers because they're, they're taking bags and making them way out of the price range of average everyday people. But someone like yourself, Pat, who's raffling it off for good and donating money and not just to make you money, because I know what you've done. You haven't done it just to make you money. Like others are like, oh, I donated two grand to my kid's school after I made seven grand and 18 other <laughs> raffles. Like, that's not what you're doing. Others, oh, no, no. I'm even, I'm doing even like, that. No, my you've bags lost. are the money. The, your, your bags are what you're giving away. Yeah. Right. I'm taking my own, my bags as well as other people's donated bags. But I, like, even like if I bought a bag for 100 bucks and I sell it for 125 the 125 is going in. If I can get it for 200 the 200 is going in. I'm not like taking money back from the bags. Like, no. <laughs> and by the way, to give, to give an example that, of like. That's the fundamental difference though for me. That's the biggest difference with the raffles. Yeah, it, like to give an example, I remember when Pat was first starting to get into his uh, bag mania, I will call it. Um, but, like you bought some like serious bags, showed them to me, and you're like, yeah, I just yeah, I won you won your like fantasy league or something like that, and you're like, All right, you know, and it's and I'm like, I was like Patrick, what do we what what? But, but hey, listen, but here's the thing. Wait a minute, now look what's happening with that, it. the bags that rhyme with Schmida. I've always been able to. Those are my favorite bags. Adju- I've always ever. been able to. The original Game Changer Cheetah prototypes. I mean, those are, although the Maudlin prototypes are pretty amazing. Yeah. Like the I Cheetah just, ones are just, yeah. I just think they look like, like, art. they should be in a, they should be in a museum. Yeah, the Smithsonian. I agree. I agree. Well, that's what I always looked at, at like, is art. Like, I mean, they, they are, it is art. Every bag that's made is art. Like, someone put a design behind it and it considered it art. But at the end of the day, 
um, I saw them as collectibles and they are collectibles. People are collecting them like collectibles. They actually think it's a very um, small game right now to be where it's going to be. And as people come in, they see people collected, they're going to, you're going to see it be, that's why people show their collections. It's not, they raffle, people raffle, but people buy too. There's a reason there's rafflers. People want to buy it and people are willing to pay X amount for it because they looked at it as more than just a bag. Sure. They look at it as a limited edition bag and they want to collect it. And that's so the collecting aspect of the bag making and the limited print of the bag making is what is driving people to collect. And as people collect, then there's an aftermarket. No different than Jordans. You have Jordans. Jordans are being resold. Sure. Is anybody making a gripe about that? Like, I mean, PS5s are being resold. Everything is, anything that there's a hype behind gets resold and there's collecting behind it. People do with baseball cards. So if I open a pack of baseball cards, I paid that company for those yeah, cards. Two dollars. Yeah. I paid two dollars. I can now take that card that I got from that company and sell it for way more if it's a good card. No. Yes. What's different from that than different from cornhole bags. And well, I just think I, I think the whatever. I mean, I mean, I, here's the thing. Part of it is you know, that a lot of the, a lot of the raffle guys that I've encountered or been contacted by in certain aspects, like they did not strike me as like. Fucking the greatest guys kicking around. Like that's I'm just saying. Maybe that. not. Maybe not all of them, but some. But you know what they all do, and when I, I and I'm not a big raffle guy. I'm not. This is like all new to me. Like this is like. But I know people who run a lot of raffles. But you know what they do do that's really good is like they know who's good and who's bad, and who's scamming. They actually protect people's money a lot too. Sure. You know when someone has, a, are they good to go? People trade, but if, if you're a raffle, you're dealing with way more than people who are trading. <laughs> it's like the scene, like it's like the world is like this part of the world is like the scene. There's, there's a huge scam. There's a huge scam circle. Yeah. In in the cornhole, there's like about 20, 30 guys that might scam you, like change the name, change their profiles. And they're trying to do bag trades. People have been scammed by them. So by having people who do raffle, who's taking willing people's money to buy a product that they're raffling for. Sure. They can also weed out a lot of the scammers too in a weird way. I mean, yeah. By the way, just real quick, back, real quick, back to Scotty Mo. I think he got his golden tee for his garage today. Uh, beat sixteen under on Coyote Buck mm-hmm. course, and then we'll we'll talk about some things after that. Well, like I did no, but the, the good thing. thing is, I think with all these beautiful bags, we should design something called bag art. Oh wait, we won't get into that tonight. What did I miss? What? No, ba- bag art. Yeah, shadow boxes with yeah, bags. Yeah, in them. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, so anyways, let's talk about one thing real quick. Get off our, uh, get off, you know, everybody knows we're like Mother Teresa. Yeah, obviously, you know what I mean? Like, that's, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, we do enjoy to do that stuff, though. And, and once again, uh, we thank everybody who donated to the Boomer thing. Let's talk about a bag real quick that I'm really high on, okay? Friend of the program, so I just want to caveat with that, right? And this has nothing to do with our friendship. Um, I mean, we're not really friends. We know each other. Uh, our boy... Um, how good of friends can we be? I can't fucking think of it. Tanner Halbert sent me his new bags. Kingslayers. Cutthroats. These bags are fucking dope show. Uh, they get a victory side almost, like the original victory material. And then they have kind of like a, it's almost like a carpet type deal on the other side. Um, a little faster than a carpet, I would say. And they're a little fuller. They're almost the fullness of like a Pro Advantage, which... Everybody knows how we feel about Pro Advantage uh, here at the doghouse. Um, these things are fucking fire. So I, there's not much more to say about them. I threw them in the cold today for like a half hour before it started fucking snowing here. Um, and they are a great bag. So I just want to say that don't be afraid to buy yourself a set of these. Obviously, they're not stamped, um, which doesn't affect me at all. 
Um, I'll buy any bag that I think is good. It does not matter. Uh, and I think these bags are absolutely tremendous. Um, so, by the way, talking about that bag, Pat, because I think we touched on this the other day, but I wanted to have you on the show to talk about it. And I know I've thrown them a lot now, and I don't think Donnie's got his hands on set, but I'll get him a set. Um, the WTF Tangos. Yes, sir. Um, I mean, that bag is – it's – I'm, well, there's two. There's two of them that they make that I think are both unbelievable. And until I really started like looking at it, and analyzing, it, I listened to Big Astro, and, and they're right about a lot of things. Number one, you listen Ooh. to Big Astro. Who I know, it's okay. <laughs> Finally, Donnie. It's 20, 2021. It Donnie woke up. Give him the layup. Um, but they made it. They did a really good description of the uh, the tango. Um, in terms of like, it's a BG, it is BG fabric. I have it here in, in my hand. It's definitely BG fabric and it's almost Viper fabric on the top. So I'd compare it with Viper slick side. Well, both sides are the same, I guess, in the Viper. One has dots, mm-hmm. one doesn't. But picture no dot Viper and uh, BG fabric. And that's pretty much what you're getting. In terms of a fill though, because it's BG and Vipers are much different how they break out. This one definitely um, breaks in more like a Viking. So it's going to be more BG-esque than it would be ultra-esque. Yeah. Thicker. It's, it's got like a very full feel. It's awesome bag. Yep. The um, Tango, the Foxtrot rather. So there's a Foxtrot and there's a Tango. The Tango is a little bit slower. Carpet, two different carpets. The Foxtrot is a different carpet. Now, it doesn't react well to the speed test that I do, but it does on the board go a little bit faster. It's a little looser. But what the Tango is... Versus the Foxtrot, this is the pro advantage. I could put it in a. I, I wanted to do this the other night, but you were wicked drunk. I wanted to put it. <laughs> That's me. Drunk. That'd be you could, me. You, could, That'd be you me. couldn't even handle it. No, yeah, I yeah, kept yeah. my eyes closed. <laughs> you were fine. You were fine. He was. He was. You might not have been fine later, but I, I left early. I was banana land fucking fucked yeah, up. I'm telling you right I now. I left early if, too, 1 30. <laughs> you did, didn't you? The next day. <laughs> If you put a Foxtrot in your hand, you wouldn't know the difference, I'm telling you. Like if I was blindfolded, yeah, yeah, it's what do you, you have in your hand? You're not even blindfolded. You, I, yeah, if I just put, put two bags in your hand, you would not be able to tell the difference between the Foxtrot and the Pro Advantage. By the way, it's I was just Legitimately. Look, yeah, and I was just looking over at my bags. That I, I just gave away a, a shitload of bags, obviously, because of the that was part of the whole um, the whole uh, Boomer thing, was that I was just like, and that was not to get people to, to donate. It was just like a thank you almost. You know what I mean? Like, hey, here's a bonus, yeah. you know? It was not a raffle. It was not a raffle. And it is it is fucking, I was getting very nervous that the first three people I picked, like, I think literally the first three people are like friends of ours. Like, it was Jimmy Sear wins the first set of goddamn fucking bags, right? And then my BG, oh, then my hard dick energies end up Marcellus's hands. Then, oh. my yeah, <laughs> then... My fucking BG Vikings go to fucking ASP, Sean. Like, oh. there were 152 fucking people, and I get the three dickheads who, like, <laughs> are getting all my fucking bags, you know? Listen, um, I, I tried to do a power play when it was done. I offered Marcellinus straight hard cash for the HDE bags. Ooh, I, I love that move, and I, I now, Donnie, you laid down an actual challenge to him. Let's talk about challenges and bets, because I have two bets to talk about. But I want you to talk about you. You offered something up in uh, to play straight up for the high deck energies, right? Listen, I, I'll, I'll I'll put cash on the line, Marcelinus. You name the cash for the bags, me versus you, with whatever you want to do. I bet you, I will beat you by at least five points. <laughs> oh my goodness! 
Can we televise this? We can televise it. I hope he hasn't been throwing them much because I mushroom stamped them before I put them in the box. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> mushroom lane is a sneaky, is sneaky good, but Donnie, you've improved your game. You're sneaky good too. That's what I'm saying. I think it's a good match. I, if I, was, I think it's a great match. If I was going to go ahead and, and give it odds, I'd be pretty much a pick them. Listen, um, also, when we get to this next segment, when we start talking about bags we love, I'm going to talk about two sets of bags that I think are working very well for me right now. Well, let's do that now because we're, we're, we're in that right now. We're in the bag world right now. Go for it. All right. So set of bags that I, I, I really like because I feel they're, they're pretty playable for me right now is we got the, the Elite, the Legend Elites from Loco. Yep. Which are made by Legend Ace. Cornhole. Really good set of bags. I, I, I like them because for me, they play, I know they got a little bit more of a carpet side, but they play almost like a... Um, they're a little slower for me than an Inferno. So you can kind of throw that li- that kind of deep locker mm-hmm. and kind of mess the board up a little bit. But it also has that slinky side on the other side where you can kind of push and go around. Okay. That's, that, so, that's a good description of an Inferno. Yeah. And, you know, with the, with the, uh, the, legend, the legend Elites, um, they have a sexy name on them, The Voice. And, but um, they, they play very well because you can throw a really good high arc with them and kind of just leave it right in front. Um, and I, I can tell you right now, I have a crappy diamond blocker. Like, it doesn't work all the time. But this bag, I can pretty much put right in front of the hole to mess up anybody else besides Captain Flopshot, Tony Smith, um, oh. to uh, make the board mess. We'll get to that, by the way. We will definitely get to that. Um, we will definitely get to that. Um, so... Those bags are. I, by the way, I, you know why I haven't thrown mine yet? Snow. Because I just found out about them today. Because uh, Maggie was like, "Oh, this FedEx bag came for you like two weeks ago," and then they were. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying those out. I don't think the snow is going to last very long. So us, my so. wife made me put them under the tree for myself. That's dumb. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, you need something to open tomorrow. Put them under the tree." I'm like, "What? WTF? What's going on here? Come on." Yeah, that's dumb. Um, all right, so let me talk to you about two two bets that I've made. One is actually not really a bet, but um, I think it's pretty obvious that since I put this garage bar in, I've really been pushing the needle to a level that is it's fairly uh, it's it's it has been. <laughs> I'm glad there's not a video camera in here because there's been a couple moments that I've done I, I've I've been in here where. I'm glad. I'm really hoping that when you get to like the gates of heaven, they don't replay your like worst moments tape because um, there'll be some beauties. Uh, but you've anyways, turned up, you've turned it up to eleven. Yeah. So that was my that you guys being there, and one of the reasons I was so drunk, and one of the reasons my wife let me be as drunk as I was, also and obviously I let her get a dog that day, uh, was that is my last day drinking for 68 days. I'm gonna do the hard 75 with Ben. There was a weight loss contest weigh in. Hard 75 is two 45-minute workouts a day. One has to be outdoors. Reading 10 pages of a book, sticking to a diet, no booze. Now, I can't do all 75 days because the weigh-in for the contest is... I was going to say, because 68 days does not equal 75. No, the weigh-in for the contest is 68 days, and then the losers have to take the other guys out to dinner. So, if I mean, I'm not showing up there and not drinking with, like, legends. This is not going to happen. So, anyways, that was why... Uh, so, me and Ben are doing that because uh, Ben's feeling pretty porky. These days, so uh, him and I are um, we're going off the gas. I feel fucking, I feel great. Two days straight, I feel awesome. Um, and the other one, this bet was made, Pat. <laughs> you know how drunk I was. I'm just gonna say that. But 
I feel I felt this bet, and I still feel I f- still feel it. I was giving Howell a rash of shit. William Howell, ACO Pro. Everybody knows who he is. Fear the beard. Was uh, we were doing the late night calls with uh, Howell, and I was saying to his wife, "I'm like, oh, you know, I have one of Howell's jerseys in here." And she's like, "What do you mean?" And I'm like, "Oh, I'm like, yeah, I beat him in a virtual game, and and he uh, he had to give me his jersey signed." She's like, "I didn't know about that," and I'm like, "Yeah, no shit. I'm sure he wasn't going around telling everybody about it, right?" So, anyways, I was giving him a little shit, um, and he said, "All right, here's the deal. In Vegas, which we're planning on going to Vegas in March. Now, my only caveat is that if." If uh, I'm not vaccinated and this thing's still flying like a motherfucker, uh, I'll see him at Spencer's McKenzie's uh, or Surf Rodeo. Um, so this is happening. This is not a cop-out. We're going to play, and on the line of the following things, best of three games, Pat, me versus Howell, right? Live televised. On the line, I think this is a pretty good fair trade to make it hurt. On the line of my, through you, Larry Bird, 357s. And on the line for him is his lifetime ACO jersey. You have no shot. You 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 think you beat him? I I think I'm definitely going to beat him. He's a pro. (laughs) We're going to find out. 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 In this sport, doesn't pro mean something? (laughs) We're going to find out. I'll tell you what. I I don't think it's going to be an easy match. I'm looking no forward to it. I'm, I'm, it's giving me something to look forward to in the Cornwall world. I love um, it. I to love play it. a game with some fucking skin on the game and fucking televise it for the world. And I just can't wait. And, and by the way, I cannot wait to drink beers with this guy. On the other side of the board, bringing you down a little bit? No, no, no. This is one-on-one. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Donnie I'm might be pick, Donnie's probably picking me up right now. I, I, I think Donnie's throwing a lot more bags than I have. Old school Donnie. Old school Donnie needed to be picked up. New school Donnie picks people up. Exactly. I agree. But listen. It's I changed. Know. Wait a minute, but I still have a big bet in Vegas, too. What's that? Jeremiah Ellis. Hundo on the line. I love it. Oh, that's I that's Ellis. <laughs> I've seen him throw. I've seen him throw. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm definitely going to watch that match. Um, and I'll be... I don't know if he's dealt with the level of shit talking that I can bring. When, when, when a he person's floor shit. is better than your ceiling, I'm taking them all day. <laughs> all right, let's talk about, <laughs> speaking of ceilings, let's talk about a couple things, because we never covered any of this. I, I, but uh, we don't have to get into that one just yet. But all right, let's just talk about the fucking, I mean, now we've said it a million times, and I think we would, by the way, for every other fucking podcast, every other guy out here, we were talking about Tony Smith when, you know, you were probably smoking weed in the high school parking lot, all right? Like, we were talking about how good this kid is, right? Wait, he did go on one other podcast before ours. <laughs> Down and back, Doug stole him. Um, <laughs> so, he won singles, right, in Myrtle Beach, correct? In a commanding fashion. He beat Jamie, Jamie Cramp 21-0. to zero. Um, I watched the game yesterday on the uh, Woo Hole feed. Um, Who? I was just... Waiting for that. Um, so I gotta say, I mean, cream rises to the top, right? What do you think, Pat? So I want to start off by saying, anybody who's taking care of a Tony Smith, by the way, Tony is Tony. Tony worked his ass off to be Tony. Let me just get that out there, right there. Sure. I will say, I will never take any credit for anybody's throw. I will sit there and say this. I did say to Tony one day, "You know, you're the third best person in the country, right?" He goes, "What do you mean?" He, like he was like, what he, like he was like baffled. Like he wasn't even a pro yet. I said, I I put Guy Graham, put him where you want, 
on any sure. given day, but Guy Graham, I put you third. Yep. And, and this is like, and he does, this is before he was even traveling. I said, you, you have it. You just have it. Like, I, I can, you can tell when somebody has it. He has it. And now that he's playing all the time and he's got, you know, his head in the game, he has it. He is, I put him now. Possibly one. It's right. If this, right. If this is college, if this is college rankings. I had him at third, dude. And he and his, did what he did. His fucking ceiling. Oh God, it's so high. Um, it reminds me of one of my favorite lines. Talk about a scratch golfer. Yes. Right? Didn't you say he was like a good golfer too? He was a good golfer. Um, yeah. So one of my favorite lines in any movie is when in Good Will Hunting when Matt uh, Damon is yelling at that math guy and he's like he's like he's like. I guess, do you realize how easy this is for me? This is like fucking wiffle ball. And I got to sit here and watch you fuck it up all the time. That's like how Tony Smith is. Like when he play, like he's that good. I mean, it just is what it is. And that's not kissing somebody's ass or anything. That's just a fucking no, eyeball I mean, test. You mean he, I think sometimes, you know, honestly, I think his big, this is just me analyzing it from the outside in, right? Sure. His biggest, um, probably weakness is boredom. Sure. Donnie because said this so, before. It, because it makes it so easy. He does throw, has such a fluid throw. He could probably throw for days. Um, probably does throw for days. And at times, like, I watched him. I don't, I forget who it was he was, play, he was playing. He was down, like, 19 to 6 against this girl. And everyone started rallying around and watching the game. And because everyone probably rallied around and started watching the game, he then turned it on. Like, almost because, like, it was, bo- like, I think that he almost can win on demand well, to a certain, you know. Well, Pat, I think, you know, I, talk, I did talk about this before because, you know, I, I've watched him a lot too, right? And he gets really bored at local and regional events where he just knows he can, like, beat up on the competition, right? He can just, he can throw that flop back, he can throw an AML, he can beat everybody. And he starts doing, you know, kind of fun little crazy trick shots because it's, it's not interesting to him anymore. But when you come to the bigger stage, some of the bigger tournaments, is really where you see, start, start to see him shine. If you watched him six months ago during COVID, the mental game was a little bit weaker. And I've told him this, but as he's come through and he's progressed and he's played a lot more of these bigger, bigger money games, right? Like his game right now is, I'd, I'd, put, I'd put him in there in the top two to three right now, depending on the day, because everybody has their day. So depending on the day, he's out, he, I think he's always going to finish in the top three. Oh, yeah. So you're saying two three but you wouldn't like if you were to rank him in the if you had college poll rankings right yeah where is he in your college he's one for me he's definitely no, he's, he's one, one right, right now, now. He's yeah, he's one. One for me. he was yeah. three going in, he was three going into my mind before any of this even like going around to all just because in the simple reason being that i do believe he has every single shot of the game like he never throws email but when he does what he does is nasty but like he, he doesn't he have to really he throws it cold, unbelievable. Like he doesn't know. I know it's unbelievable to watch. Yeah. He he plays a game to a whole different level. Yes. It, it's like and this is no by the way, this is absolutely I want to just make this super clear. This is no um this is taken We agree you know, on it. We usually don't agree on things. No, no, yeah, me yeah, exactly. And we all agree on it. And um for, and also just off topic because a lot of people don't know him. You know what I mean? Like we we and we're not like close, close friends with him, but we know him well enough to hang out with him a little bit. He is a super respectful kid, and like I, like nicest guy, like nicest kid, um, super nice guy. So Dude, you want to talk about like like humble, like just a kid, like he just wants to play cornhole. That's it. But he just wants to play cornhole. It doesn't does like just wants to get on the board and throw bags. Like when he's off the boards, like it's just so reserved and so calm. 
but on the boards, lets his bags do the talking. I mean, just he's, it's I I equate him to like the Dale Earnhardt of cornhole. He's 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 gonna get out there. He's gonna rub you a little in the game, but off to the side, he's not really not gonna say much. He's not gonna he's not gonna talk. I don't even think he rubs people in the game. I honestly think like if he, you... he he can a little bit if you watch him. He's got he's got uh, a okay. little rub in there now. He's got a little swagger. All right, that's fair. What I like about him is when I watch, like when he was partnered up with um, Justin Stranger on one game, and Justin wasn't throwing the best. He was like, you could, the microphone was right next to him. This is like beginning of their relationship, I think, Rowan. And uh, he was always like, "Don't worry about him, man. Get him next." Like he was never, never like got down to his partner. I think that's a that's a true character right there. Like most people, when things are bad, is when they show their true character. It's easy to be all smiles when things are going well, but. How when your partner's throwing bad on the other side of the board, that's gonna you're gonna see most people's real true character. Well, when those two me. when those two really click, right? When they find their groove and they find find that sweet spot, mm-hmm. I, I just think them two are gonna be dangerous, really dangerous. Right now, they're they're good, but they're not at that dangerous level yet, right? They're not at the the level where you see them show up at the board. You know, you might be able to beat one or two of them, but I think as they play more together and they understand each other better. Over these next couple months, uh, I'm, I think they're going to do. Some I don't know if things. like I, I well, and to that point, and we're getting into a little bit of a different discussion, but you know, it's funny. I think that like I like like I think that it's such a weird thing that the two person game. You know what I mean at the pro level, and I mean that because I think that cornhole has a lot in common with golf on the singles level, right? Of like what I mean by that is like you're on your you own. The Ryder Cup though. Yeah, but yeah, well one event, right? And uh about whatever, the President's Cup or whatever. Yeah. So but what I'm saying about that is that like you're on your own. You have your caddy, right? But like you're you're responsible for yourself. That's it, right? And you're responsible for yourself, right? And then Well maybe it's your caddy, maybe it's your caddy golfer relationship that's a going old partner relationship. I, I'd say that's closest to be honest with you. And I think that yeah. like I think that to partner with somebody who you maybe met once or twice, I mean, it's just like, it's almost like marrying some broad you met in Vegas, like, for the afternoon. Like, you know what I mean? 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, exactly. 90 Day Fiance. Like, they don't work out. I agree. Like, I think you have to hang out, like, you have to hang out, know people, and do all those things. You know, and then then kind of, because, like, you know the people that you've ended up in a blind draw with, and then you clicked with them. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I like playing with this person. They like playing with you, and you could feel that energy. You know what I mean? And most people, it's not like that. And that doesn't mean they're not as good as you, or they're not, or they're not better than you, or you're not, whatever, or you're not better than them. But it just means that like you don't have that. You're not in lockstep with them like you might be with somebody else. You know. Well, and that's the, by the way, I'm not even talking about him and Justin Stranger. I'm talking about as a general rule. I'm talking about Matt Guy, Jamie oh, yeah. Graham. I'm talking about everybody. I agree, and you're seeing a lot of people switch up though. Like so, every year. My take on here's my take with Tony is that. Believe it or not, like b- before he got mashed up with Justin Stranger, like no one really even knew him at that point in time. Like maybe he, they knew him. Nobody, but if they like, knew who he was, for, I, this is nothing against Justin Eric Stranger. Davis came out like a couple days later. I believe wanted to, you know, partner up with Tony, and Tony was saying to himself, "Well, oh, he, he was ACO now he's ACL." Eric Davis and that. Sure. And, he, and they, the only reason I say that's a good matchup is just because they both throw the same bag very well. Same type of almost um, breakdown of film, like how they're going to match up and how they're going to play mm-hmm. the, their opponent. 
so they can help each other out. And they can, if someone doesn't know how to throw a flop, they can't tell you how you should throw your bag. But if sure. the person on the other end knows how to throw the same shot that you know how to throw, then they give you advice better than somebody who can't even throw you a shot. Exactly. Yeah, and I would I'm agree not, with that. It, it, you know what I mean? Now, and by the way, just to say it, like, I think I think Justin Stranger came like a point from beating like a hung up bag from beating Tony for biggest deck when we did biggest deck. Um, yes, he did. I mean, he's a straight. Oh, J- Justin. So he, what he I hope good. is what I hope is because I think he's got like top five talent himself. So I hope they like what I hope is they like play a couple tournaments together, mesh up, and like they're just dominating because that could happen easily. You know what I mean? It could. Um, it now, you don't know that that's going to happen. Pro Advantage is a funny I bag, s- though. I see it happening by season's end. Pro Advantage is a funny bag. There's nothing like it. I don't care that you can tell me, you know, and I hear it all the time. And by the way, I love I love my BG Vikings. BG Viking is an easier bag to throw than a Pro Advantage for an average player. What do you think? Yes that's- and no. Yeah, yes and no. I, I, I think... Um, I think with BG, BG Vikings, um, if you know how to throw a flop shot, that's going to probably over. It's going to flop a little too much. If you don't know, it's it's actually almost a cheap bag for flop shots. Like if you don't know how to throw one, you can throw one much easier with the with the Viking. Sure. It's a little bit harder to throw one with a Reynolds Pro Advantage, but I think that when you get that one down, there's less variable of movement to get it into the hole. Okay. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just feel like BG Vikings have like a trampoline effect, which is what you should want. But if you know how to throw a flop shot, then that trampoline effect might be too much. I well, got you. Pat, I think to your point, though, it depends on your, the trajectory of your bag, right? Like some, it, it, when yeah, I fir- it depends on your, that. When, yeah. I, when I first started throwing, my bag would come in a little sideways and I could get a kick to kind of cut around. I where- would say angle. Angle more than trajectory. Yeah, angle so, so, so angle. But, you know, but, but to me, I didn't know what I was doing at that time. So it all depends on the person. Like, we see this question all the time. What's the best bag for me? I'm just starting out. There, oh, there's so no stop. great answer. So I hate even the bag. How about best company? I don't, I, when people do best bag or best company, what are they using as their app? What, what, what is your rubric as a teacher? Like, okay, what are you putting your criteria on? What are you, what are you assessing a best company to? When you think of best company... You asked a question online the other day, you know, a few weeks back, but like, what would be your mantra? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. Right. So when I think of like a, like, I think the first, like you, honesty, transparency, like when I, that's what I like to equate it to transparency. Yep. I think the best thing that any company could do is to be transparent. Forget about how good your bag performs because here, hear me out. Your bag is going to perform as good as the person who's throwing. Like, in other words, there's a bag for everybody. Just because I like Pro Advantage doesn't mean you're going to like it. I can't sure. call Pro Advantage the best bag. It's the best bag for my throw with what I like to do and, my, and what I like to do on the boards. There might be a better bag for you. That doesn't make that my best bag. It makes it your best bag. So I think it's more about, like, when you're talking about, like, comparing companies, comparing bags, let's talk about the craftsmanship. Like, that should be the number one. Like, how is it built? Is it now consistency is fill from, from time to time? Fill, dynamics, shape dynamics. That's what you should be talking about. Is your template the same template? Are you always getting the same size, same width? I want my product coming to me predictable now. Yes. I'm willing to wait a long time for a meal to get a predictable outcome. I have time, right? Yep. So when you think about like a bad bag, a lot of people want to sit there and say, oh, and give, give um, uh, what do you call it, cornhole scenario, like in problems because they, they, they take a long time to have their bag, but they're transparent about it. Listen, do you want a bag from us? Sure. 
six months it's going to be. And, and I know other people get mad about that, but like if they're transparent, can you get mad at them? No, as long as you know what you're getting into. It, it, it's, I agree with you. It's totally different if companies like three weeks or 37 days and then you're calling them and you're getting nothing on the phone. Um, that brings us to it, by the way. And I totally, I totally agree that as we go forward in the game, like a company, it's and it's and making it right is the first step, right? Making it right and making sure yeah. that like that like if you do have an issue, right? Like I saw it and I, I'd say it because it was posted online. Somebody had an issue with some fire bags and um, mechanic came out right with the guy. I was like, hey, listen, we know we had an issue with like a run of bags and like he's like. PM me now and I'm going to get you new bags. Like that was unbelievable customer service, right? Like, and they're a new company and things are going to happen with new companies and people are going to roll out products. And we're a little bit in the wild, wild west of this game right now, you know? So all you can do is be transparent and be like, I think you even said like the one thing, whatever you think about our bags, like our customer service is going to be top notch. That's how it's going to be. So I totally agree with you. And, And it's like anything else too. Like, Let's say me and you and Donnie make a bag tomorrow, right? We're like, bag is fire, right? This is the best bag ever, whatever. Um, and we throw it for like a couple weeks, right? Three weeks, we're throwing it, and it's great, right? And then you roll out a line of bags, and maybe a month or two later, and all of a sudden, like, what happens when, like, this kid throws it for two and a half months and it starts breaking? You know what I mean? Breaking down faster than you thought it was going to be. and Because you didn't have six months on that bag, you know what I mean? Like... You had two and a half to three weeks to a month. You know what I mean? You had a good amount of throws, but whatever. I also think it's a little bit tough, even with some of the bigger companies. I'm not going to name them because I had some issues with certain bags where I didn't think it was consistent. COVID, whatever. I'm, I'm giving everybody gets a free pass for me on the COVID situation um, to a point. You know what I mean? Um, Materials-wise, because I know that was difficult. But, uh, you know, I, I think, look, like to your point, a perfect thing with the with the WTF bags, which we didn't talk about. I don't know if they talked about it because I didn't listen to that episode of the Astro yet. But that double stitch, that like double stitch thing they do, and with a different colored thread in the stitch. That well, that's what I was going to get into with the craftsmanship. There are companies with craftsmanship, and they have unbelievable craftsmanship. That's what we should be talking about. Like when you talk about the best bag, like the predicted bit, like the craftsmanship behind the bag should be what makes a better bag than another bag. Not how it plays for you versus for me, but like, are you getting consistency from order to order? That's what I want to know. Yeah, because what you're saying is it's irrelevant because, like, for example, let's just use a game changer, right? I don't like them at all. They're just not a bag for me at all. Best bags out there for people. That's what I'm saying. So, like, that doesn't matter to me, but to the people that love game changers, that's what matters. But, right, and and what should matter. The average player isn't buying multiple bags like of the same one. Oh, I disagree. They're getting getting two or three different colors. Two or three different different colors, usually from the same run, for most of the players that are just starting out. So, but like, is it consistency or is is it material? Like, what is it? Because here's the thing: all goes together. A, a, a game changer here in the Northeast is going to play way different than a game changer in Arizona. I agree. And then again, that goes back to my point. You cannot sit there and judge a bag based upon the performance of the bag, but more you should be judging a bag by the consistency of the make, the quality that goes into it, the stitching, the fill, the fill consistently, the fabric consistency, the width of the fill. Like some bags, you, if you make a template smaller on one bag versus the other, or one's rectangular, it makes a big difference. Like that's, that's the most, I think the most important thing of a bag company is when you're delivering that product to a comp, a person who's re-upping 
in getting another set or, you know, from an, that's what you want. You want repeat business. Sure. You better deliver a bag that's the same as the one that they want because when you be like a bag, it's, you know the bag in and out. Like if you gave me a pro advantage and put it in my hand, there are some, I'm sure, at the very beginning stages of Jeff Reynolds' career where he had to use a different fill and it feels completely different. I actually have a set that's like that. But for the most part, the last X amount of years, you know what you're getting when you get a pro advantage. I think the one, the one thing that's never tested, though, with bag manufacturers is the human factor. We talk about material, we talk about fill all the time, but it, that human factor comes into it because half these people, and I'm not saying they do it, but what's their throw like? Does it, does it hit the board sideways? Does it hit the front of the board? I know I have that problem. Does it hit the side of the board and ride up the rail? You Are you know, talking about a bag breaking? Are you talking about the, like, like the no? But even bag? just even just the, the way the bag plays, like well, you can't call it play like when, it, when you when you pull a, when you pull a Lowry. That's, that's <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's asking for that, by the way. You know, by the way, Kevin Lowry, this goes to you because I know you listen to the show. You love to be a pain in everybody's ass. You do. You love oh, to you love God. to be a pain in everybody's ass. He um, says he likes being. He, he admitted he, he knows. He's a bad. fucking dude. He's a contrarian fuck. That's what he is, dude. Yeah. Um, this is one of our boys, by the way. Uh, let's talk about something else here, which I was we're getting off bags. Um, okay, we had this discussion amongst ourselves here. Here's something I'm not in agreement with, and the, there's people that I know that are totally into this thing, this line of thinking, and I could not be more. Di- I, and by the way, let me explain something about this. This Call is in. just the same way I think about politics, right? I have some great friends that don't have the same political beliefs as me. I have family members. Right? I don't care. Like, that's fine. Let's have an open discussion like a couple of adults. Let's not be fucking children. Alright? So I am in total opposition to the idea of unless you have a fucking patentable idea, right? Something that the government, the U.S. government, the U.S. Patent Office is willing to give you a patent for, you do not have a, a right to be like my idea was stolen because this is an open this is this is, this is called like capitalism and an open economy. Now, well, if your best case, friend does it, bags. what's that? If that was the case, we wouldn't have so many bags, dude. Okay, so you can't hear me out here because this is a big thing I see often with the people who post new cornhole carrying bags, right? Um. Whatever. I don't own a single cornhole carrying bags, but we have had a, a relationship with bags and boards, and, and that was a good relationship and, you know, continues to be. Um, they seem to do things the right way. I like their options. I think their quality is great from the bags I've seen. They seem to do really excellent work, right? Now, people get fucking up and up. They're, dude, somebody comes out with a new carrying bag. The fucking crew comes out with pitchforks and fucking f- torches, dude. And I'm like, listen, like, dude, I hate to break this to you. That's a bag that you carry shit in, Right. People can make those. They've been making bags for as long as you can fucking make anything. Duffel bags. Duffel bags, yeah, dude. Real. You think fucking the first guy who made a backpack exactly. is like, fuck off. Everybody fucking, everybody can't make a fucking backpack. And he cried. You know what I mean? I get it. There's loyalty to a company and then you are trying to defend them. I get that, right? And there's going to be vultures out there. And I see that there's some people that make some awful fucking shitty backpacks. Um, but like, I would have no, like, that. I'm like, I don't understand that thought process, I guess as a business owner, myself, who has people that I've worked for 
and now I am competition for them, and other people who have worked for me and now are competition to me that I still have fine relationships with because guess what? It's fucking business being business. Like, that's how it works, right? I, I, that's just me. What do you think, Pat? I'm with you, man. Like, I, um, I support the small business, but I do believe that the big box company has the right, if you don't have an intellectual property, they can make more, cheaper, right? Still make a profit, make it probably even better with more R&D. Like, it, I yeah. guarantee you at some point in time, once this industry gets big and booming, right, where every the, all these small people, like I hope everyone's listening because if you are, pay attention. All, I support small business. I will, if Under Armour made a better bag tomorrow, I am not buying an Under Armour bag. I'm not buying a Nike bag. I'm not going to buy their apparel. Yeah, of course. I would buy small business, like all the people who grew this game. But eventually, it's, this game is going to be, it's going to have enough people where Under Armour and Nike are going to now tag on to it and realize, all right, there's a market here. Because of the growth of all these other small companies. But at the end of the day, if I want to come out and make, for instance, I, I make, I make, we make hats. Sure. T-shirts. Yep. I want to make a jersey. I can make a jersey. I want to make go ahead and make, make a, um, an umbrella. Why shouldn't I be able to make an umbrella? Cool old umbrella is a sick idea. Nobody's done that yet. A backpack yeah. with a yeah. fucking umbrella on it for when it rains. This is fucking... Dude, you know what? Feed the fucking tuna fish mayo before you kill them. Unbelievable idea. Donnie, what do you got? That's from, Ni- that's from Night Shift, by the way. Michael Keaton. Good. Listen, when... When you blatantly take someone else's idea, reverse engineer it, and send it overseas to be made for a cheaper quality. And I'm not saying I'm not saying your intellectual property. I'm saying you take the complete well, yeah, it is intellectual property. You take the entire idea and like order something from another company to like literally cut it apart to literally make your own thing and send it overseas with an inferior product, that's where I have a problem. Where, where you literally take from someone you know, someone that was potentially a friend in the community, and pull it apart and reverse engineer it to make profit for you, and then shit on their product, that's where I have the problem. You can still come out with your own thing. You can take something, you can make your own thing. You can do what you want to do. Glove. Can, like, a cornhole glove. You support that? The cornhole glove? What's that? If I came out with the cornhole glove? Yeah. Why not? Okay with that? What's that? Would you be okay with the fact if I said tomorrow, if I'm like, I'm, I'm coming out with the cornhole glove? It's better is than the gladiator different? glove. Is it different? Did you buy his product and reverse engineer it? I saw that he had a glove, and I said, you know, this glove, you know, if I was going to ever wear a glove, I would want the glove to be like this. Okay, but you didn't what buy did his. Like I, you didn't buy his glove and change it. No, but what if he bought somebody else's glove and changed it? What if the glove was? Yeah, I mean, is his the, the glove? The glove. The glove he uses is a fishing glove. It's, a, it's an angler's glove. Yes, that's what that glove is. It's actually yeah. sold as an angler's glove. He remarketed it as a corner glove. Could that backpack? And I don't know. Like, so here's the question: I don't have the answer to because I've never dug into it. I can say this about boards and bags. They have taught me one lesson that I shared with you at the very beginning that I think is the most important lesson that all companies should follow is transparency. Because they, they had an issue at one point in time. And I made a comment on there that I got some good likes or loves or whatever you want to call it because I thanked them. I said, this is what every company should. I never owned a bag from them. I don't own a bag from them. Um, I, wheel my, I wheel my stuff like a hobo. Bottom line is, though, I'm lazy. You're like you go to Florida every time you go they to a Cornell tournament. 
Right. So <laughs> at the end of the day, you look at their bag. They make they have a great bag for what it is. Now, did they design it? If they designed it, then you shouldn't copy it. But if that bag is being rebranded from another industry, let's say they make that same shape, but it's made for like, like the bag I have actually is for is for um, frisbee, yeah, frisbee golf. It, it's a, it's what's it's known for. The company makes Zuka bags, makes frisbee golf bags, right? So at the end of the day, I saw that bag and I said, why not, why not use it for cornhole, right? If I rebranded that as a cornhole bag, does that mean somebody else couldn't make that same bag and? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I think I think it's on you as I think it's also on you to the point we just said. It's also on you as a company to be like, okay, um, because if this goes to the people that get up in arms when somebody else comes out with a bag board style of, which by the way, if I'm buying one of those bags, obviously I'm buying the bags and boards one. You know what I mean? Um, So that's not the issue here. But like, if you're not okay with that, how are you okay with like? BG or anybody else is making a carpet bag right now. Jeff Reynolds made the carpet bag. You took the carpet idea from Jeff Reynolds. Like I'm just saying. Like, like. But when you when you when you look into, and it's a loophole because when you look into international trade laws, if you can produce it over there, you don't fall into copyright over here. Exactly. A lot of times. Yeah. Yeah. That's where the loophole comes in. Like if you're doing it here in this country. You're doing it, in, and I'm, I'm not a nationalist, so let's not go there. <laughs> but if you're doing it here in the U.S., you can, you, can, you can copy as long as you stay far. Like, as long as nobody has a patent, you're okay. Donnie, with can patent, you speed it up, though? Because we got to do our Q. Whoa, 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 stop. we got to do our QAnon uh, podcast <laughs> soon, so I want him to move along. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. I have been invited to the Illuminati, so... <laughs> I can see that. You'd be a good client. By the way, don't become my friend just to invite me to these bullshit things either. No. Like, like Brendan might have been invited to Bitcoin. I was invited to the Illuminati. Stop. Don't, don't try to get me to buy other jerseys, gear from other countries. Not, none of this bullshit. Just stop. So, That's wait. Fair. Going back to what I was saying, right? Because I think this is a good point. I think it's... I'll give you what I think the equivalent is. Now, while we don't make a physical product, we actually we have one coming, uh, and it's a uh, it's a cornhole bag. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's a it's a bags board style cornhole backpack. No, I'm just kidding. We get we have a bunch of stuff we'll t- announce at the end of the show, but um, you know that would be like the equivalent of, in my opinion, right? Imagine if like when the ASP show came out, who? If I'm like, this is fucking bullshit, like. Well, we have the podcast, Corner Plus. We made this first, man. Like, like, why aren't you up in arms about that? Which, I, which, by the way, I think competition is a great thing and drives people. And like, what would you say if? And I'm saying, by the way, I'm not. I'm just using bags boards as an example. I'm saying, how would you feel if nobody ever competes with bags boards, or nobody ever competes with all Cornhole, whoever, right? Whatever product you say, and then their fucking shit goes down the tube because they get lazy. Right? Competition is a great thing. It keeps you on your toes. Like, it makes you have to be as good as you can be. So, I just don't th- I, I don't agree with, obviously, somebody ripping somebody off, even if it's not patentable. I don't agree with it. But it's not against the law. And it is what it is. Like, you have to be, you have to be as good as you can be to stay on top of that motherfucker. Well, first fucking- of all, you said it just a couple, uh, like, I think maybe a half an hour, 40 minutes ago. The Big Ass Boys were almost the number one podcast three weeks ago <laughs> when we were quitting. So, 
<laughs> yes. I, by the way, I've, I, I, as I said, I move with the wind, so I apologize. Uh, the bottom line is we're back and we're not you going Patrick anywhere. Swayze? Let's you t- like yeah, the I am like the wind. Um, but let's talk about products. So we've been talking about it for a long time. We've been doing hats for a long time, um, and we've talked about this a little bit. But like we have hats ready to go now. Don't here's what happens every week. Yeah. Oh, geez, right there, Donnie is. Um, here's what happens every week. I mention this, and then somebody sends me a message on Facebook, which, by the way, thank you for the interest, and you are going to know because everybody's going to know the day we open the website. Um, and we're going to have limited amounts of certain hats that we're going to release. Um, they are The hats are patch sewn on. There's no fucking patch coming off, no glue coming off, nothing like that. Me and Pat and Donnie are sitting here ironing them on as me and Pat were many nights. Um, so we have real deal hats coming, uh, real deal other stuff coming too. Um, and I can't wait to get those things into people's hands uh, as soon as we can do that. And that should be, I think we're looking at about, we finally got all our legal stuff done, right? The fucking boring ass shit. Uh, that's all done. So we should be set up and ready to go within the next couple of weeks. Um, and then we will put a big announcement on Facebook the day we do it. Um, and, you know, you can get yourself a fucking sweet ass hat and we'll mail it to you and you'll be fucking king of wherever you live. And people will be like, where'd you get that fucking sweet ass hat? And you send them back to us. And by the way, let me also give a little credit where credit's due because I don't think this has ever been discussed. We had a doghouse logo that I had made on my own through somebody who's not in the Cornell community. And Pat was the one who took it and made it into this sweet ass patch. So... Uh, credit where credit is due. Uh, you had the idea for this patch, so uh, I'm gonna give you. A little, I'm gonna give you your proper shine, as my father would say. I, I don't need any shine. I don't need any shine. No shine. Well, I mean, doesn't hurt to give it to you though. Yeah, it's, it doesn't hurt. Credit where credit's due. Um, so I think that's good. I mean, we're about an hour five minutes. Comeback show. We got anything else, Donnie? Listen, last thing I have to say is we we've changed. As I spoke before, we changed some rules. The next rule will go, I am going after. Maybe not all of us, but I am going after. If we want to be an Olympic sport, I'm going back after the step over the line rule. Yes. That's I love it. To I, I saw some motherfucker rule, doing it all weekend down on Myrtle dude, Beach. I was watching that the feed. That rule drives me as crazy as flip-flops and cornhole. I By the way, my buddy texted me. Uh, it was on today, right? Uh-huh. They texted me today. Uh, cornhole is on. College cornhole is on. Kind of an electric factory. I wrote, you know, I wrote back to these guys. I go, come to my fucking driveway if you want to see a fucking electric factory, motherfucker. I'll fucking <laughs> light your face on fire on that fucking thing. Um, so just closing up, we're still uh, still kind of figuring out sponsorships for 21. 21 is not really set, although we do have a few that are fully set, I think, right? So we gotta, we got to talk about those. Obviously, first, um, first and foremost... Let's start with the fucking OG, the original sponsor of this show, the goddamn man, myth, legend. The sexiest man in patios. Sexiest man in patios. Uh, a family business, an American business run by a goddamn American. Richie Karam, landscaping construction. With a great wife. With a great with, wife. With, I mean. With, with the best, right? Yeah. she's not, she, she probably didn't go buy a fucking dog on Friday and ruin his life. So... They already have two. Oh, now now we're even. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, Logo Canopies, Jason Bettinger, the crew, 
the Loco Legends. We we got three of them here right now. Bettinger doesn't throw shade. He owns it. It's true. He does own it. Um, Scoreholio, Ben. I mean, how could I? I already talked about him. That fat fuck needs to lose some pounds too. So, me and him will go to toe to toe. But best fucking software in the goddamn game and right now. One of the, one of the guys who gets on a Zoom every time I put one up. Yes, and also by the way, use the code Doghouse on uh, Scoreholio, and you will get some uh, you get some cash off that. Um, and then also, uh, lastly, West Georgia Cornhole. West Georgia Cornhole. So here's the deal with the code. We've had a couple questions about the code. They're changing it. Originally, the code is independent to you once. Okay? So you use the code Doghouse, and it gets you 5% off your order. Um, that code is good one time. Okay? Now, Brandon is talking about going to twice because he loves you all that much and us. Uh, by the way, he was like, who's trying to use it? And I'm like, Donnie. <laughs> He's like, just tell Donnie to fucking email me and I'll send him shit. Um, so anyways, just be be aware that it's a limited use. It's not like you can use it all the time, obviously, to be abused. And the, the reason I say that is because if you're, if you're thinking about buying boards, best fucking boards, in my mind, ever to come out of a shop, um, you'd want to use that code then rather than if you were buying a set of... Uh, you know, a couple of hoodies or a sweat, a sweatshirt or whatever. You know. Well, and here's a, here's the thing: they're moving into the new world headquarters. That's true. Yeah, we're going to be going down there. By the way. Well, we, we're going down. I'm buying a motorcycle with a sidecar just to bring Brendan down there. How are we going? Pat's going to rollerblade off the back with like 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 these <laughs> like um, water skis. I'll, I'll meet you down there. <laughs> so, anyways, we got a couple other companies that we're talking about doing something with and. We'll see what happens. Uh, we're still in some some negotiations, right, Donnie? We are. We're, we're still talking to a lot of people because the one thing that we want to do is we want to help, you know, all, like, listen, Cornhole right now is not a big business. It's a small business. Even though some of these bigger companies are, you know, people see how many bags they sell, whatever they do, it's still m- kind of mom and pop, right? This game has not exploded like it really needs to, but we can all help this year grow the game <laughs> how much did that hurt donnie it, it hurt my soul oh by the way so here are the matches i want this year let's just go through it real quick once again donnie's gonna play uh uh ellis right for a hundred dollars so, so uh, if you got any plans for a hundred bucks ellis you could just make some plans for that uh i'm playing i'm playing howl for my soul basically um now we got to find a game for pat we gotta find a game for you. Oh man, Jimmy's here. I know we're going that. <laughs> uh, and by the way, sober is a fucking judge over here. If you were wondering, if you were saying who's sober, I'm fucking sober. That's who's fucking sober. Um, Dude, so I'm a I'm a sixer deep. I love it, uh, Donnie. You're gonna I'm gonna live vicariously through you and Pat and. Uh, it's going to get boring here as we get into uh, February and uh, the cold winter months. That's all right, though, because sometimes you got to straighten your act out a little bit, and you got to get your eyes open, see what's up, head on a fucking swivel. Nobody's we'll be, getting anything but, by you. But last like but not it. least, let, let's give them the, uh, the Gmail so they can send us any show ideas or what That's they're right. looking for for gear. Doghousecornhole at gmail.com. And like I said, sit tight. This thing is coming the next couple weeks. Keep your eyes open. Um... And, you know, in fact, we'll probably do some type of th- thing in the next couple of weeks where we could figure out 
uh, once we get going with it, you'll be able to get notified by email when we come out with new stuff um, because we're going to be kind of trickling some stuff out to make sure that the stuff we're sending to you is legit and is the stuff that you want. So we're not having we're not we're not the next company talked about on some podcast for uh, well, not delivering quality products. The other piece too is if you want to be involved in the raffles for build, building bridges with bags and boards, join the Dogcast page because that's where Pat posts a lot of the raffles that he's doing to raise money for the kids. Well, yeah, we've been having trouble with that because <laughs> Pat, somehow F- Facebook has not allowed Pat to like become an admin. Have we figured that out yet? I haven't. Regardless, so here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Yeah, when when you're doing these raffles from now on, you send them, you just send me or Donnie the message so that we can share it on the page. You know what I mean? And then people know to go to your thing and they can get into it they or wherever go. it is. Usually yeah. on Addicted they to Cornell, right? I think. Yeah. Or 24-7? No, um... Yeah, twenty four seven bags, boards, yeah. whatever. All right, the so listen, of, the book of face is not liking Pat right now. <laughs> All right, well, listen, we're gonna let everybody go. Um, we're looking forward to a huge twenty one. Once again, if you donated to Boomer, we fucking love you. And uh, yeah, we had some really good good uh, donations also from some from some sponsors as well. So, Donnie, send them off is the way you only do. And by the way, you will be hearing more of McCracken this year on the show, uh, whether you like it or not. And he's kind of, he's, the fans he's, spoke? The fa- I didn't even see that. The fans, fans have been speaking. Been You'll be hearing more of this, man. Yep. And by the way, oh, last thing, I have to say this. We are going to take more breaks this year. Um, we're not going to be doing it every single week. If there's nothing to talk about, we might take that week off, and we'll let you know. Uh, we're going to do as many as we think we are going to give you the best show we can give you, right? Um, and, you know, like usual, we'll, you know, we have, Donnie and I and Pat, we got to have time to go to Vail and... Uh, you know, go to Breckenridge and <laughs> do all these fucking Aspen, you know what I mean? Hobnobbing. Like, Listen, I'm just trying to get to, to friggin' uh, stu- stupid Sturgis. Dude, I can barely get to, like, fucking, I, <laughs> I can't even get to, like, I don't even have the money to get to New Hampshire these days. So, uh, Donnie, send them off, would you? All right, friends. If you want to help out some great causes, hit that like button. If you want to get in some great raffles, become friends with Patrick McCracken. But if you want to follow the greatest podcast in the whole wide world, including you, Rogan, or Barstool, sign up and listen to the Doghouse Dogcast because second place is always up for grabs. We'll see you next week.